told you once, I've told you before, Kev. I did a one, two, three, fours. And the intro. You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. No authority at all. They're off. They're off in the Christmas COVID handicap hurdle. And first to show is Omicron Lad. Omicron Lad being closely followed by the booster. The booster. <laughs> Omicron Lad in a bit of an early race here with each other. The booster and Omicron Lad. Antigen test trying to get in there. Antigen test. Omicron Lad. The booster. Track and Trace trying to get a look in, but he looks to be struggling early doors, I'm afraid. Track and Trace. So with, with safer streets, uh, with great local schools, uh, with fantastic uh, broadband... Uh, uh, oh, my God, it's a worm. A it's a huge worm. This fictional party was a business meeting. <laughs> and it was not socially distanced. <laughs> to make light of lockdown measures. Oh my God, it's a worm. It's a huge worm. Sit down, Prime Minister. I'm not going to be challenged. You may be the Prime Minister of this country, but in this house, I'm in charge. Oh my God, it's a worm. It's a huge worm. Blah, blah, blah. Serious face, something Latin, smirk, railway tunnel, levelling up, old Greek myth, uh, mess your hair about a bit, levelling up, the cavalry, sombre face, levelling up, uh, a joke about beavers, the end. We cannot change the past, but we can start today to make a better tomorrow. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Pod Culture Vultures and this is 2021 Wrapped. Call me Ethel, is my grandma's name. If grandma could see you now, she'd be so proud. Well, to work, to work. Well, well, been a year, hasn't it? Been a year. Where has that year gone? I don't know. We've been podding. It's a year on, a year's worth of podicles. There's a lot of shit for some people to catch up on, eh? Yeah. That will keep you entertained for quite some time. Entertained! <laughs> entertained. Yeah, so it's not been not been such a bad year. Had a few lockdowns. Had a few lockouts. Might have another one. Who knows? Oh, that's coming next week, mate. Next week, after Christmas, lockdown. Lock that shit Lockdown with your cock now. The thing is, though, it's that kind of weird week between Christmas and New Year, which is really sort of eerie. It's almost like a, it's an almost like a ghost town of a week. Yeah, because everyone's still hanging from Christmas, yeah. getting ready to be hanging in a few days' time. Yeah, and it's just like the weather's. Maybe that's what cold. they'll do it then. Maybe that's what they'll do it then. Well, I think that's what they, that that probably what the plan is. But uh, they'll let everyone have Christmas. They'll know that everyone will be fucked by that point. Okay, well, what's like, it then everyone have Christmas and then everybody will be fucking caught bloody Omnicom or whatever it is. Omnicor COVID. Yeah, Omnicor COVID. Omnicrom. Yeah. What they'll be passed around on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Omnicrom. Omni fucking Crom! Sounds like a division like uh, of like, OCP from Robocop. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, <laughs> Om- I thought Omnicrom. that. Omnicrom. I actually thought that the other day as well, Kevin. You are spot on there, son. Spot. 
Spot on. I thought the O was supposed to be a zero. God knows. What, it's like someone being clever about it. Yeah. Fuck knows. Anyway, 2021. So uh, let's just talk about uh, some of the films. Films. That we liked this year. Um, I'll let you start there, my old compadre. I mean, there was quite a few, but I mean... uh, I'm going to start with one film that I know that you liked, quite surprisingly. Yeah. And that was No Time to Die. The new Bond film, yeah. The new Bond movie. I was very apprehensive about watching it because of the time. And you know how I feel about long (laughs) films. Uh, I do normally say 90 minutes. But 90 minutes to two hours is enough time to tell a story. But obviously that was a bit longer. Yeah, it was about two hours, 45. Yeah. But it it did capture my attention and... I did. I did quite like it. It was so, very good, though, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, it definitely, it definitely kept you on the edge of your seat for ne- nearly three hours. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I enjoyed it, and a very, a very good one for him to go out on. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was, uh, that was special. So, like now, I mean, in, when they, whenever they get to recast it, and well, it'll be a re- woman next time, won't it? Maybe. Well, it was, it was a woman in this one, wasn't it? Double O Seven, didn't you? She's not called James, was she? No, but this is. This oh yeah, and she was. She was and she black, was black, black as well. Yeah. But the, the, this is the thing, wasn't it? Because there's been there's been a lot of things before before this film came out. There's obviously been a lot of, um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, controversy. Not just controversy. It's, I suppose just like talk, talk yeah. about you know, or what they're going to do next with Bonds. It has to be um, a person of ethnicity. I can't even say ethnicity. It has to be a female. Yeah, and I think, I think, I think the the broccoli estate felt that pressure, and then what they did very well is they combined both of them together yeah. by having um, the, the the spy, the current uh, the spy currently within like MI five is MI five, isn't it? MI six, MI five. I always get confused. MI yeah, yeah, five. MI five, and uh, I can't remember a character. MOT. MOT currently <laughs> yeah. in MOT, and. She is 007 and she's black, but she's not yeah. James Bond, and they haven't called her Jane Bond, but they have addressed it. Jane Bond. Jane Bond. Could be Jane Bond. Could be. Well, I think that we're waiting for a female um, of ethnic background, mm-hmm. gay, mm-hmm. wheelchair-bound Bond. To tick all the boxes. Tick all the boxes, yeah. yeah. Tick, 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 tick. Um, also, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Not, I think there's anything wrong with that, but uh, yeah. Where where do you go from here? Well, this is it. It's the pressure. As Axel Rose says, in, As uh, it well, yeah. But, but yeah. yes, uh, no time to uh, no time to die. No time to hang around. No. Be cast in that one, won't they? In the next uh, coming months, as we go into the new year. Yeah. But it won't be anyone as obvious as like people keep saying Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy won't be Bond. Nah. They they you their formula usually is to establish an actor mm. through Bond, not to get an established actor to carry that franchise. Well, maybe it's time for a change. Maybe it's time for a change. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I just don't. I don't see it with Tom Hardy. I just really don't. <laughs> Tom Hardy, yeah, hello. Oh, I always think they should have let Ray Winston have a go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, James fucking Bond. Yeah, he's a up. 
Well, you fry an egg on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the sun. <laughs> Shut your mouth or throw you in the river. <laughs> My name's James Bond. You fucking looking at me? <laughs> Actually, we were, we were just saying, weren't we? We were thinking about like what kind of films maybe we should be talking about in the year. I think uh, maybe Sexy Beast is one that should yeah. be added to the list. All right. I think that is a classic. And that's all definitely right. one right up our alley. <laughs> <laughs> is that right, Blackadder? <laughs> <laughs> I just think more will be achieved by giving the soldiers real toilet paper. <laughs> What he says, it's a soft, strong, and thoroughly absorbent <laughs> king and country. Yeah. <laughs> Cluster of colourblind hedgehogs in a, a bag. bag. <laughs> well, <coughs> the one of the films I wanted to talk about that I saw this year, which I was very impressed by, it's um, an indie film uh, called Dinner in America. Mm -hmm. And um, oops, I really enjoyed it. It reminded me of uh, the early 90s independent type films you had from Kevin Smith um, sort of coming of age stuff um, it's just about sort of uh, like a, 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 a an adolescent young lad he's he's in a punk band um, he's also into crime sells drugs and stuff like that and gets himself intertwined into mm -hmm. a couple of situations he meets this girl who also happens to be a fan Um but it's just a really sweet, you know, good film. It's just, it just keep you know my type of keeps you, keeps you um, watching it because of the dialogue etc. And sounds familiar to that. I don't think it came out this year. What was that film you recommended to me? I think it was Judd Apatow with the comedian guy. That was last year. That was when uh, that was last. We actually mentioned it on last year. So that's the King of Staten Island. Oh, that was good. It's like that. That's that sort, kind of that style, kind of style yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the sort of thing you 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 you're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really good. That was really I really yeah. enjoyed that one. Yeah, I like that. So I think you'd like that dinner in America. It's called Dinner in America because there's a number of scenes where they're set sat down to dinner, and they're in America. I take it. Well, yes, in America. Yeah. Um, and also surprisingly, there's uh, Leah Thompson's in it as plays one of the mums, really? who is. Still got it. Still, she's still got it, <laughs> yeah, is she? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll check. I'll have to check that yeah, one. Dinner out. in America. Check that one out. It's good. Um, I think one for me was, and I recommended this one to you, was The Guilty with Yeah Jake Gyllenhaal. I haven't had a chance to watch that, but I will. Oh, I think you'll like that one. Um, there's not much I can really say actually because I don't want to give anything away. But nah. yeah, fair. Pretty much like one location. It's one of those films where it's kind of like one yeah. location, but it's really gripping, you know, in terms of like what's happening. I'll pop that on the list one. and I'll watch that while I'm on holiday of the Yuletide festive period. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get around to watching Kate, the, the Mary Elizabeth Winstead one? No, I forgot all about that, to be honest. So I'll, I'll write it down. I'll just get my old it. pen and my pid pad pod. It. Jot it down, jot it down. Jot it down. You'll right. like that one. Cause right, okay. It's basically her doing a John Wick oh, right. in Japan. And it's got Woody Harrelson in it. Oh, well, we can't go wrong you with Woody. Go, you can't, you can't go wrong with Woody. Uh, no. Did you see um, the Candyman remake? No, I kept meaning to, because it's, haven't they done like a bit of a spin on it? Mm. This one, because it's um, Yaya Abdul Mantine the second, isn't it? Yeah. I love that guy's name. Yeah. I wish my name was Yaya <laughs> Abdul Mantine the second. 
Because yeah, I would say I would introduce myself as that, like full name all the time. I wouldn't yeah. just say, just call me Yaya. No, no, no. Well, it reminds me of that guy, um, uh, what's his name, Juicy Smoothie, who was in Empire, the, pro- the programme Empire. Juicy oh, Smoothie. Oh, I haven't seen that. Is it good? Empire? No, 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 I've seen it. But basically, there's a story about the fact that uh, Juicy Smoothie, yeah. uh, he made that, and he's been. Oh, this been, is that geezer. The yes, guy yes, in court. Yes, yes. It's been 2019. He made he, it up, didn't he? He made up that he was uh, racially and um, homophobically beaten up. And uh, they put a noose around his neck. He said all these things. Anyway, it's been gone to court and everything. And it's come out that he was actually lying about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's got such a great name. What was it again? <laughs> Juicy Smoothie. <laughs> Again, what a name! Juicy smooth, yeah. You're going somewhere with a name like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. The juicer. <laughs> the juicer. <laughs> no, but Candyman. It's kind of a remake, but um, but also not. Is it kind of like a remake, kind of sequel? Yeah, because it's kind of like it kind of like shows you the fact that there's more than one Candyman. Oh, okay. Um, it's just something that keeps happening, which is similar to the first one, where it's the woman kind of takes on his persona. Yeah. But the original Candyman is the original Candyman who. Yeah, he's in this one, isn't he? He's at the very it's CGI'd, but yeah, he's in it. Because oh. obviously, he don't look as young as he used to. No, uh, yeah, no, it's well, well worth watching. Very good, very well thought out yeah. story to it, not just a throwaway. Yeah, I noticed that it got some good reviews. I just it was on the list, and then it kind of slipped me by. So, yeah, I'll get I'll get around to that one day then. Worth it, yeah, definitely yeah. worth it. Definitely worth it. Okay, I'll check that one out. Yeah. Um, did you see M Night Shyamalan's one from this year? Old, Old yeah. yeah, I hated it. You didn't like it. Yeah, you don't like Shyamalan, do you? I um. Or do you? I don't. I, I don't know. I said I've watched some of his stuff. I'm, I'm sort of indifferent because. Um, I, I, the the village, I thought was all right at the time, but when I think about it now, it seems a bit pretentious. I hated that one where it was the wind. All oh, the happening. Yeah, that one. Uh, I kind of gave up on the one when they're in the lift. Uh, oh, he produced that one. That no. one's called Devil, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Oh, see, I really like that. Again, that sort of one location. Yeah. Really creepy. I've got a feeling I don't know if I watched it. I just can't. You know, it's one of those films for me. It was, I watched the film, then couldn't remember anything about it. Yeah. Oh, what, for old? No, for that Devil. Oh, thing. Devil. But old, I, I just didn't. My problem with that film was that it, it everything had to be explained. And it's like, you've really got that much contempt for your audience that you have to explain every plot point because they won't know what's going on and it's just like yeah we get it <laughs> yeah so i mean some some films have to do that i don't know that's just part of the yeah. format I mean, but i watched i watched tenet again the other day yeah and um i thought it was all right the first time and then this time i really enjoyed it more um I think what I really like it, it is the ambiguity of it. Whereas mm. there's even a line in the film where I think it's John David Washington says, you know, I don't understand it, but I don't, I don't think I really do need to understand it. And you think that's kind of like the thing with yeah. the whole film is like, I, I've got an idea of like 
the whole inversion of time and how things were working. But yeah. at the same time, it didn't really mean too much if I had to know everything. Yeah. Because you were still entertained with what was going on. So when you get to films like Old and if they are yeah. over-explaining everything, I think in a way it is, you, you're treating your you're possibly treating your audience as though they're a little bit immature. But then saying that, I'll never forget when I went to see in, uh, Inception, so another Nolan movie, and um, it was busy, and there was two seats behind me still vacant. Mm. And this couple came in about, I don't know, five minutes or so, five, ten minutes late. Um, so the film they, had already started, they, yeah. The film had already started, but they'd been piss-arsing around at the By food popcorn. counter, but no, oh, mate, they came in, they fucking stunk because they had like popcorn. <laughs> they had popcorn. They had, they had the, the worst thing. They had the old uh, liquidy, cheesy nacho things with jalapenos. Like they had everything. Right, they sat down. They were rustling the fuck away, and then what's happening? Literally, yeah, literally. Tapping you on the show. Sorry, mate. We were ten minutes late. What's <laughs> happening? Do you want a fucking nacho? I'd but rather have that natural sauce would, not running in my ear, please. Come. I would have rather he done that as opposed to what he actually did do. And he used to sit there going, oh, oh what's going on? Oh, I don't, what is this? What's he, what's he doing? Oh, oh. And then there was like, a few people going, shh, shh, like this. Yeah. They were only in there for a, not even 20 minutes. And when they got up, mm. not only did they just chuckle their shit down, but he was still moaning all the way down the stairs. So I don't get, what a shit film. What a shit doesn't well, make any sense. He got chucked out. No, he left. It just left. Um... He left after about 20 minutes. The film was like two and a half hours. Yeah. If he stuck with it, he would have understood. But but that's, I suppose, you know, so a director who's treating his audience respectfully and maturely, but you've just got some dickhead who's turned up late, uh... spunked his money on nachos, and can't really sort of keep up with a film unless it's got all... You know, everything's explained to me. Again, for me, you know my controversial views on Christopher Nolan films. I didn't like Inception. And uh, I didn't like Tenant. <laughs> no. I think Tenant was was a bit of a mixed bag, though. I gave it 45 minutes. Yeah. Nothing happened. It's not your kind of film. I think, I think that's where you and I really do differ at times. Um, yeah. I think because some of the films... I mean, I do like... I mean, it's not... That's not a slow-burning movie, I don't think, but there are some films I really like that are very slow-burning, which, mm. off the top of my head, and I'm thinking, he won't like that one, he won't like that one. <laughs> he, won't, he won't like that one. But, but uh, then I watch stuff that, like horror stuff and things that you, you wouldn't probably give the time of day to because you just think it's... It's like House of Thousand Corpses, which we yes, did this year. Yes, so yes. That's, I know that's one of your, fa your favourite films and that's one of my most least favourite films, uh, least <laughs> films, but I... Yeah. I can't even say but I like it because I really didn't. But um, no. but that's what I like about what we do yeah. and how we've always been the friends that we are. That even with movies, even with music, you know, yeah, there's stuff that we like, stuff we you don't. You were always know. very punk. I was always very metal. But there's that crossover, crossover in the in between. We've got isn't a bridge. There? Yeah, we've got the bridge. The bridge. <laughs> we can meet halfway. The bridge. But um, so yeah, so that was um, yeah, so old. From me, um, what about what about you? Yeah, what else? What I else did, what else did you fancy? Watch, I, I did watch old, but as I say, it was uh, it wasn't it wasn't my cup of Darjeeling, I'm afraid. I really enjoyed uh, the people just do nothing because we went to the cinema. Oh, to see yeah, that. that's great, wasn't it? That's at the Japan, big in Japan, big in Japan. That's yeah. it. Big in and, Japan. I thought that was very good. It didn't stray too far away from the series, and. Uh, 
yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite it was quite heartfelt as well at the end. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, very well crafted. I mean, because it was a bit of a hiatus, wasn't it, since the last series, which was like the fifth series, wasn't it? Like a good few years before they then did this. Um, I don't think it was that long, really. I think it might have just been down to um, the whole lockdowns and things like that, where oh, they right. struggled uh, doing it all. But um, I've got a feeling that that lot have done another series of something, but you know, different subject matter. We'll have to have a look, look that up. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed that, and that was the. I think that's the first time I went back to the cinema since the the lockdown started. I think that twenty twenty. Yeah, I think that was the same here actually. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well worth watching. God, yeah. We were just wetting ourselves, weren't we, for like an mm. hour and a half? For good. For good. Uh, <laughs> one I really liked this year was, um, and I really looked forward to it, was a film called The Green Knight. Mm. It was a retelling of the uh, medieval story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. And it had, um, th- this is definitely not your kind of film. It's very, it's very <laughs> Don't even bother, because it's going to annoy me if you actually try and watch it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's very kind of like art house. Uh, sort of movie um, very ambiguous very ambiguous yeah a sort of fantasy sort of t- um, tale in which um, you've got uh, Dev Patel who I've never really been too much I've never really been a fan of and he is superb in this um, and he has to go on this quest uh, to confront the Green Knight um, and it's got like Alicia Vikander and uh, Joel Edgerton it's got quite a few people in it and um, oh what's his name actually both of them the King and Queen are both from Prometheus uh, it's gonna bug me now if I can't find. Oh, Sean Harris and Katie Dickey, or Kate Dickey. <laughs> but that was yeah, that was that was really smart. I mean, visually, it was absolutely stunning. Like one of the probably yeah. the it was the the most beautiful film I saw this year. I haven't actually heard of it. I don't think in terms of the use of color, lighting, um, set designs, everything was just jaw droppingly beautiful. Yeah. But how many killings? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's quite a few. He does actually lop off the the the, 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 the knight's head when he first beats him. But a bosh. He's Highlander. Look, was it there can be only one? Yeah, there can be only one, and that is me, a Spanish Scotsman. He's Egyptian. He's an Egyptian with a Spanish name. Yeah. Who's Scottish? Mentoring a Frenchman who's pretending to be French. Uh, Scottish. Scottish yeah. <laughs> That's how confusing they get. Talking about Agus. So, but yeah, the Green Knight. Um, for anyone who really sort of likes films like uh, what's another one? Uh, uh, Midsummer or maybe like The Wicker Man or. I really like The Wicker Man you and might, Midsummer. You might, you might quite like this I one. I really then. like Midsummer. Or um, uh, Florence Pugh's lovely. She isn't she? Yeah. Mm. But if um, yeah, she's just signed on for the next Christopher Nolan movie, so that might even get you into the next oh, Nolan movie. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 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 vis- yeah, visually stunning. I mean, if you think of a film like um, and you won't like this either, um, <laughs> Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. In terms of its grand scale and its and its and it, and it's just the wondrous beauty to like its photography, then yeah, Green Knight is that kind of film. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's not your bag, baby. It's the sort of film actually. I can I can already see the face you'd be pulling for about 
13 minutes before you turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be what? Just for the listeners? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like some screwed up, squelching face. You'd be... You'd be constantly shaking your head in disagreement. No, I'd probably be picking up my phone and trying to look for porn. That's when I know I can't yeah. be asked. When, yeah, when, <laughs> when your phone screens replace the actual screen you're supposed yeah. to be watching. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think there's really any other new films for me. I really enjoyed, when we did the um, Halloween pods we did, I really enjoyed Reanimator. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I hadn't seen that before, and I really, I know you didn't, but I really, really liked that. I really got into it. I still uh, need to watch the end of it, yeah. you got to watch it. I know, I keep it's saying, it's maybe, actually, maybe yeah. but by the time we get around to Halloween next year, I probably would have actually uh, yeah. watched that and the other two. And, uh, <laughs> there's two? There's another two, two yeah, yeah. Bride of Reanimator and uh, Beyond Reanimator. Oh. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed that, and I really enjoyed doing the podcast with you when you hadn't watched it and I was explaining <laughs> what happened and you just were like, what? <laughs> I love it. I love get it. that far. Is that the one I fell asleep on? I think you said you fell asleep and then you turned it off and... Uh, I've been saying Oh, you didn't like it, did you? You watched 20 minutes and you thought it was boring, but I thought... You... With the exception of the... Um... Cat being thrown against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't condone any, any kind of like cruelty. cruelty. No, 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 but it's just, it's, well, it wasn't a real no cat, it, was it? No, it exactly. A sponge, it wasn't it, it just looked really shit, didn't yeah. it? Like that's what yeah. I found so funny. It's they didn't even make the effort to, to for it to look real. Yeah, you could tell it was just like a kid's toy or something. Well, like they that. wouldn't have had the budget. But also to... when they were searching for it, yeah. and they were just going around, going, "It's behind the table somewhere." And it's, <laughs> just, it's, just, it's just like a sound effect going yeah. off. Yeah, it's not really there. Nah. It's a bit like in uh, The Fly when the baboon's inside out. Oh, that's horrific, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it ain't fun, is it? No. Not for the baboon, anyway. That's a phenomenal movie as well. well yeah, it's, yeah, that probably, is yeah, great. That is a really good body morph horror. Metamorphosis, isn't it? Yes, yes. We spoke about that, didn't we? I swear that's his knob in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you said, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's cocks in a jar! <laughs> Jeff! Is that you, Willy? <laughs> Pickled cock. <laughs> yeah. Have you been round Jeff's house? Keeps his cock in a jar. <laughs> really? Yeah, stinks. <laughs> the water's Sp gone all murky. Yeah, it smells a bit biscuity. <laughs> Biscuit off. Oh, cock off. Yeah. Fucking stinks. What else did I like? Um, June? Which no. is definitely not your kind of film. I think you even turned that off. Well, I only watched eight minutes of that. Yeah. I was going to go back and watch it again because obviously the rest of you lot all like it, don't you? <laughs> all the lads. <laughs> but um, again, it's just. Beard, I imagine Bearded like it. I think um, uh, Jesus liked it, old school. Yeah. But um, I it's might just... have to give it I really like the thing is, I like the David Lynch one. Yeah. But. Uh, this is like a spectacle one. I mean, because like, going back to like what we were saying a bit, of, you know, a little bit before about like treating audiences, you know, the choice respectfully, and you know, and, and have that kind of ambiguity yeah. in, in films, and you know, that it's okay not to understand anything. This film, I had no fucking idea what was going on for quite a while because there's so many different <laughs> yeah. things going on that eventually it started to piece together to me. But mm. by that point, I was loving it anyway because it looked and felt. So cool. I think I'll make. I think I'll give it another go. I think 
when I watched it, it was uh, sort of on a Sunday morning. I think that's going to have to be kind of a late night mm. romp with the lights out. Another two films I um, really liked, which um, you didn't. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, was for me, it was a good year because we had a double Zack Snyder going on. So there was the Army of the Dead, yeah. which I thought I, I quite I thought, I thought that was all right. It was all right, and then I had to watch it again, like Tenet, to really appreciate it. It's Spudhead, isn't it? Yeah, it's an old, yeah, your favourite Spudhead. And then there was the uh, the Snyder cut of Justice League, oh, which um, I've already said I'm going to watch again over Christmas. Never going to get that time back. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nor am I, but I'm glad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I mean that was that for me. That was probably that was that was one of the one of the most special ones for me this year. For it to finally come about. I mean, after like what yeah. Josh Whedon did with it, um, fucking ruined it with the studio, and then it's it's never been known in which the fans made such a shout, you know, mm. such a racket that they actually listened. Yeah, and then they let the director then finish his film. Yeah. Um. And it's only recently that some somebody I don't know who it is, but somebody has found out the actual like figures of like what Justice League. Oh did. right. Because like Warner Brothers and like DC were like you know they all like, washed their hands of it like well yeah. we ha- we have to let him finish it now. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to release how successful it's been or if, or if it has been successful. We're not going to yeah. release any of the figures, and it's been like I think top of the charts in in many different air, uh, countries and streaming and whatever um, yeah and on blu-ray and stuff and they didn't they did they would they uh, refused to release it but all the figures someone worked it out and it was it's a bit been, petty isn't it it is petty but it was, it was it's because they knew it was gonna it was a success yeah um because they had to bow down to the fans i watched the whole of it right through to the end christ just not your cup of tea is it it's just my whole point with that was, like I said to you, there's a lot of explaining in it. Mm. A lot of explaining. As I say, it takes him, I think it's two times he has to go and convince Aquaman to do something. Mm. And we spend fucking 20 minutes to half an hour each time he does it. And as I say, he's fucking useless anyway. <laughs> fucking, unless someone's broken into SeaWorld. Who gives a toss? <laughs> what are you going to do? Give Can't a fucking... Nah. Aquaman, we need a fucking dolphin to do something. Really? <laughs> I'm your man. Yeah. <laughs> and the fucking Flash. Uh, no, I'm the... Standing around a fucking table telling us what you're going to do. Well, what we could do is... Uh, just fucking do it! He's already done it by that point. That's the thing. He's so quick. He'd already done it. Yeah, but he hadn't, had he? We had to have two versions of what happened. So we saw what would happen if the fucking thing... What was it? Doomsday? No, no that was the it. mother boxes, wasn't it? Yeah. Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, if he got there. And then the Flash goes round like Superman to change... Oh, fucking hell. I don't know. Well, I oh, loved it. Oh, yeah. I'd rather watch Superman 3. <laughs> That's good, actually. That's quite That's Richard Pryor. Oh, I'd rather watch Superman 4. <laughs> you wouldn't know, really. I would. Only because it's only about an hour and a half. It's not even that, is it? Is it not, not even that long? <laughs> 45 minutes. It's like an hour and 23 minutes. Terrible movie. Yeah, but they took the budget away for that, didn't they? That's why. I still think it would have been quite crap. 
Because it was well, quite crap. Anyway. Even with Gene Hackman coming back, it was still crap. Yeah. I think the whole nuclear man thing was supposed to lead up to Brainiac and do, and uh, being in it. Oh, really? Yeah, because they go out into space. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. And then just, I think just like in terms of films, like wrapping that bit up is... um. The two shittest films of the year, by far. One that you liked, which was Suicide Squad. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I thought it was like the bit more comic book like than the other one, and uh, yeah, I mean it's not it's not the best film I've seen, but I said I didn't I didn't hate it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Um, I just thought it was shit. <laughs> I just thought I thought that geezer came over from Marvel and just pissed all over DC. <laughs> for some reason like people still loved it but um mm. not for me not my cup of Earl Grey no. uh, and I felt a bit like you actually I was like 20 minutes into it and I wanted to turn it off really yeah and I was just and then it got to a point where I think we made a cup of tea with the missus and I sort of turned around I was like fucking hell we're only like halfway through this film how long is this film on for it was like two and a half, two and a half hours yeah it was so fucking long for that kind of Film, and I don't mean that kind of genre, but that kind yeah. of film. It would have made a better cartoon, wouldn't it? But what I don't, what I didn't like, and this is a spoiler if you if you haven't watched it, and trust me, people, don't watch it. Um, <laughs> is at the beginning because because I was always thinking there's so many fucking people in this. Yeah. And then in the first like like ten minutes, most of them get killed anyway. Yeah. But the one being the guy from the King of Staten Island. Yeah. And he was the one person I was really looking forward to seeing in this yeah. film, and he was the first one to die. Yeah, yeah, it did blown up, didn't it? Yeah, it blows up, yeah. And then they fight a giant starfish at the end of it. Yeah, I don't know that because the, the, I read a thing that's obviously fake news, whatever. That I can't remember what his name is. It's Peter Pete something. Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson. They were saying that he was looking, he was going to look into getting his tattoos removed because of how much aggro it was putting on makeup to do the Suicide Squad. I thought you can't see his tattoos with what he's wearing. Is that why he's got that suit on with it, the, the kind of like the neck yeah. brace sort of thing going on? Yeah, I was I was, I was gutted with that because I sorry yeah. I was looking forward to him being that. But uh, yeah, and they fight a giant starfish, and it's just like a Guardians of the Galaxy version of of that. Although Guardians of the Galaxy one I did like, yeah, the second one was shit, and this is like that version. Yeah, which was well, well I only. The only bit of thing I liked in it was Harley Quinn. Which I thought they fucked her character up as well. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. It's what she's, uh, what she's wearing. What she's wearing, <laughs> yeah. Um, and other than that, I mean, the shittest film of the year <laughs> had oh. to be Fast and Furious. <laughs> the thing is, after Fast and Furious 1, which I'm not that keen on, the rest are shit, aren't they? I see. It's, it's funny because uh, you go back and you look at Fast and Furious 1, which I really like, but when you compare this film to Fast and Furious 1, it makes the first, first Fast and Furious look something like um, like Bullet or like, you know, Goodfellas version of like a film <laughs> of cars. Because they, 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 some of them, like the third one, Tokyo Drift, is really good. And I think, and I like the fifth one, which is quite cartoonish. That's one where The Rock comes in it, but it's yeah. one that in Rio. Yeah. That was pretty good. Whenever and then the they rocks dro- attached to anything, I just think, fuck off. Yeah, but then they got dramatically worse. Yeah. And then they did the spin-off, 
Hobbs Shaw. Oh, mate, that was one of the worst films I've ever seen. Jesus. Well, I don't even bother because I don't, I don't, to me, they're just churning those out like fucking turds coming out of asses. Yeah, this one was just, yeah, crap. Bollocks. Yeah, literally <laughs> was, yeah, absolute fucking bollocks. But, um, yeah, so there's been, there's, been, there's been a few which have been really sort of um, impressed me. Um, I tell you, that, um, I haven't found too much time to pick up a TV series this year. I did pick up one recently, mm. and it was Squid Game. I finally got around to watching oh, Squid yeah. Game. Have you seen Squid Game yet? I haven't watched it yet, but I will do. But um, it's because uh, loads of people are, are saying how good it is and that. Oh, mate, honestly, you it's... It's so it's very addictive, but it's so well made. Yeah. Um, and it's not just about like the you know the kiddings and no. like, you know in t- in terms of like character arc and story development, yeah. it's really good. It's it, it emotionally compromises you. It, it's funny. I doubt that, sir. <laughs> what I did with me. But um, this stone cold heart, <laughs> yeah, that black heart of yours, and beating in your within your yes. chest. Actually, it doesn't even beat; it just kind of floats there, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> um, no, a lot of people say it's really good, um, so I will watch it. Um, yeah, you're, you're, I think you you were like you were like this, um, and it is definitely um, you are on the edge of your seat, and it's just you, you want to just keep watching it and keep watching it, and it's. It's one of those films that twists and turns like a twist twisty and turny thing. thing yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, well, I should give that a go. That's on the old Netflix. The, um, see, at the moment, I'm watching um, American Horror Story, which I know started quite some years ago. Yeah, I remember I watching it, the first one. It was in a ghost house, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's they're up to about season ten now. But um, yeah, I, I hadn't. I kind of tried to watch them before and did, couldn't. Didn't have the time to get into it. But the last few weeks, I've just I've binged it. Yeah. I'm loving it. I'm really, really loving it. He's loving it. I'm loving it, especially the uh, the hotel one with uh, Lady Gaga. Oh. Yeah. oh. She is very sexy in that. Very sexy. Very sexy indeed. Sexy lady. That's the one I got up to and I haven't continued. Um, And I will do it at some point. It's worth going back and watching watching them. The one I... I What's the one I really liked? There was... Is it the second one, which is like in a nunnery or something like that? The second one is in an asylum. Asylum. That was good. Yeah. There was one where it was like a... Coven, they, which is witches. Yeah, that's it. I didn't go much on that one. Bit light. Bit, a bit There's light. fucking Stevie Nicks from... Uh, Stevie Nicks, isn't it? That's right. Yes. She keeps turning up and doing fucking songs. Yeah, just, 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 yeah you're, you're in it, but you don't need to tell a fucking song. Fucking Take your little fucking top hat off. You're not <laughs> Slash. <laughs> yeah. And then what was the one after that? Was that the Fleetwood Mac? That's her. That's what that is. <laughs> the one after that was American Horror Story Fleetwood Mac yeah. edition. Um, the one after that was the circus one, wasn't it? Oh, the freak show one. That's really good. Freak I like show that. Show was good. That has got a really good horror character in it. Twisty the clown. Twisty it the looks clown. fucking horrendous. 
because he wears oh the the big the, the he's really massive isn't he yeah, yeah and he's a but it really looks like he's got someone else's scalp on that's it yeah for the hair and he's got like a mouth covering like a covid mouth covering yeah. which you can get Don't if you, you wanted it with with his normal mouth but when he takes that off you can see that he's got most of his mouth missing where he's trying to shoot himself with a shotgun shotgun or something and then what was the one after that Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. The, sec- oh, the second one with the asylum, is that the one with Chloe Savini in it? I don't know who that is, probably. Tasty Blonde Bird. I have to narrow it down. <laughs> she, uh, she comes to a very unpleasant end. Yeah, what, he cuts her arms and legs off? Yeah. Yeah, is that one? Yeah. That was, yeah, that was, that was my favourite one of, of those, up, up until, like, I, uh, didn't continue it, but um, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to pick it up at some point because I really did like that. I liked, but it was like it was they were all different that sort of anthology series where they yeah, were something they've got different. the same same actors doing different roles, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. But the later ones, like I'm watching now, what they've actually got is the characters from the other series coming together in this. So you've got the same actor playing a number of different characters. Oh, that's uh, clever. Yeah, because yeah. it kind of the one I'm watching at the moment. Um, is the apocalypse which is supposed to be the end of the world mm-hmm. which basically is kind of a bit like a Damien situation where you've got the son of Satan Yeah, they're finding out go all the way back to the first series where they're in that haunted house and the woman in there has the baby Yes, and it's yeah. him ah. it's, it's, uh, I like it I like but, that uh, when they can sort of interweave it and they can like yeah piece all those little bits together and, and make something like fresh out of it yeah but yeah I'm really enjoying watching that so once I've done that I will watch Squid Game and I also want to watch The Witcher as well because there's, there's two seasons of that oh now. the first one's great yeah the yeah. first one's great the, the, the only thing the only thing I would say about The Witcher and I've said this with anyone is you have to get past Henry Cavill's voice yeah and then I think I have to get fantastic. past Henry Cavill because he gets on my nerves. Well, firstly, he's a guy who doesn't suit long hair, so right. that's the other thing you got to get past yeah. the fact that he's got a silver wig on. Is it a bit like um, Nicolas Cage in uh, Con Air when he's it's got that nowhere near as good. It's nowhere near as good as Nicolas Cage in Con Air or Van Damme in Hard Target. <laughs> Moulin Rouge at the back there. That's that must no have been good. the same wig they used in both of those films. There probably is yeah, a greased up Moulin, yeah. yeah. But um, Greased Up Moolah, that's a good name for a band. I say, yeah. <laughs> good evening, we are Greased Up Moolah. But yeah, so if you can get past this wig, it, you have to get past his voice. It's like him trying to do a Batman voice. Yeah. Um, if I think if he just spoke in his normal no, English voice, accent, yeah. it would have been fine. But he's trying to do this really kind of gravelly kind of... And it just, for me, I don't think it works. Overdub Ray, Ray Winston. Overdubbed, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm the fucking daddy in it. Oh, no, I'm the witch in it. <laughs> it's like Ray Winston yeah. dubbing himself, trying to do an impression of himself. Yeah. But once you get past that, it's, yeah, it's really good. I think it's only about eight episodes, maybe. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's really, really smart. Well, I'll give that a go for Sorry. that. But um, TV wise, we could do that actually. We could, if you watch the second season, maybe we could do a 
Yeah, episode or something like that. Jot that down in your final facts. Oh, I'll pop it down on the pit pad pod. Um, <laughs> I think the old boy says it. <laughs> you want to jot that down in your... <laughs> I'll just jot that down on my forehead. Bananas. <laughs> Bananas, yeah. <laughs> Africa. Well, the bigger but the banana, the better. <laughs> um, the, uh... Oh, no, you want to put that down on your floppy desk or what? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, calm down. Calm down with the only fools and horses quotes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the other thing we both liked is uh, TV-wise is Outlaws. Oh yeah, see, I still haven't finished it yet. I've, I'm oh. I'm about three quarters of the way through it. Right. But yeah, hilarious. Very good. Stephen, Stephen Merchant and Christopher Walken, BBC. Very good comedy drama. I'd say. But the all the characters are all very well rounded as well, aren't they? Yeah. Because they're all having to do a bit of community service, aren't they? Yeah. It's a little bit like Misfits. Do you ever see Misfits? No, I know what it is though. It's uh, the you, you probably like that. Yeah. Again, it's like a bunch of like. Um, it's got the guy from uh, This Is England in it, and uh, he's in the later ones. Right. Joe Joe Gilbert. He's in Brassett. Brilliant, that is. I haven't seen that. No. Really good. You'd like is that. It? That's another third, third series of that came out this year. That's very good. But yeah, yeah, you'd like Westfits. Yeah, out, The Outlaws. Has, yeah, for me, it's been really good. Yeah. I did uh, like that. I mean, a couple of just I'll mention a few other TV stuff that came out this year. Uh, the TV series of Chucky that came out, oh, which yeah, I yeah. believe's on Shudder. I think so. Everyone Shudder or FX. Is it Mark Hamill that does the voice? No, it's it, the... It's Brad Dourif. Yeah. Who am I thinking? What did Mark Hamill do the voice of? Then? He's Skeletor in that. Uh, oh, it's, yeah, it's the He-Man. The He-Man revelations. Well, they've brought out the second lot of cartoons now on Netflix, but I wasn't wasn't that impressed no. with it. Um, But no, Chucky was really good. Really good. Very. It's really faithful to the old... Yeah. School of it and uh, just causing havoc, very uh, sort of woke modern kids in it, and uh, but obviously Chucky's just don't care what you are. Is yeah. he got the boy from the third one in this one? Has he grown the boy up from in the third one? In, the, in Charles Play Three. No, it's got um, it's got the boy from the original Charles Play in it. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. And it's got the girl who was in the second one. Right. In it, also Jennifer Tilly's in it. Do you think they're like? Because I mean, instantly I'm just thinking, have they followed the format that worked really well on Cobra Kai? Probably to bring them all back. Yeah. Because that's what really works with Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah, you think, oh, there they are. Cause they've got another one, haven't they? Now ready for the the fourth one. They've brought another one back from. Where's the geezer from the third one? The third one, yeah. The Cobra Kai. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so Chucky, that was well worth. If you like Child's Play, which I do, um, yeah. I think the reason why they have to call it something different, because the first three was Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, were on one company. I think it was on Universal. All right, yeah, probably, and then after those, it went to a different distribution thing. And that's why it was Bride of Chucky. They weren't allowed to use the Child's, Child's Play. So that's Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, and then the Curse of Chucky, something else of Chucky, and then this is called Chucky. 
but just, they're, just chucky. chucky. Yeah. But they're supposed to have another one. I think they were on about the film coming out was just called Charles, but I think that's become this TV show. Oh, I got you. Oh, I get you. Oh, I get you. I will. I'll give it a whirl at some point. Um, the other, I do like the, I do like the films. I, I saw Bride of Chucky. And I didn't go much on that. I haven't seen any of the other ones. Seed of but Chucky's I really did like the the original ones. Bride of Chucky's great. You're wrong, but um, <laughs> <laughs> cheeky toe rag. <laughs> Seed of Chucky's not. It, it's difficult watch. That is. In just, what sense? It just doesn't particularly make an awful lot of sense. Oh, right. Some geezer probably on like acid, like shooting it or something like that. Yeah, but then the boy, they've got a child, but it talks with an English accent. It's obviously a puppet, a, a, a doll. It's just, but it talks with an English accent. It looks a bit well, like. Well, the puppets have got a child puppet. Yeah, group. that's what it's Seed of Chucky, yeah. Because at the end of Bride of Chucky, she gives birth. <laughs> to, to a puppet? Well, to, not to a puppet, <laughs> to, a, to another doll, yeah. <laughs> Have we not seen the end of it where she's the Jennifer Tilly bride? Well, that's how, how much I can remember about. She's lying on the thing, and then she's all burnt because she's been set on fire. And then she starts screaming, and the policeman looks down, and he gets splattered in the face with blood. Mm. And then this little thing comes crawling out. out of the old uh, goal area. Mm. But um, <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed to be the child of them, and it's supposed to be a timid little boy. In this, I'd be like Pinocchio, I suppose. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll get I'll get around to watching it at some point. Say so I did I did leak for first three. But after that, Cedar Chucky, there's been another two or three films recently. Yeah, they did keep flogging it, don't they? Wow. Easy enough, isn't it? Um, the only other film I was going to say is on Netflix. Uh, F is for Family, which they've just done the fifth season. Bill Burr's thing, really good, really funny. Animated TV show about a family in the 70s. I don't know about that one. Very good. You know Bill Burr, though, don't you? Yeah, you've recommended the stand-up, haven't you? But I haven't got yeah. to watch him. Yeah. Very good, very good. Uh, new series of Curbs, good, obviously. Larry David, always worth a watch. Still haven't seen any of it. Really? Yeah, and I really want to as well, because I know uh, old Ricky Gervais... Holds it in very high regard, doesn't he? And I really like yeah. your face. So, um, yeah. It is, he is good. It is good. Um, the other thing I really enjoyed this year was Dave Chappelle's latest stand-up. Oh, we watched that the other week, didn't we? Yeah. You recommended that, and that was brilliant, that, yeah. that last one. It's very good. I'd say he's definitely on par modern-day Richard Pryor for stand-up. Mm. But yeah, that's uh, that was the the highlights for the yeah, uh, uh, pop culture, pod culture, property, property culture, uh, TV this TV year. TV movie. How about how about, yeah. about music? What about music this year? Uh, I think album albums wise, I think for us both, the uh, new Limp Biscuit album. Yes, <laughs> Limp Biscuit still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I quite like because I think Fred Durst is kind of he can take the piss out of himself obviously with his dad clothes and all that his dad vibes isn't mm. it but uh, yeah a really good album really good yeah it took a it, it took a few listens for me to get into because it was I think it was quite it was quite different when I listened to it the first time but but now mm. 
I feel I think if that was going to be their last album, yeah. they were going to call it a day. Now that would be the album to go out on the swan song album. Yeah, because yeah, for me, it kind of it covers everything they kind of did in their career mm. in terms of songs, which were you know really sort of heavy, some melodic, the rapping, you know the the guest vocal spots they had on there, you know mm. the, the scratching and. Everything they sort of like, they do a bit of everything. DJ yeah. Leaf, they do a bit of everything from every album they did before that on this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very entertaining. Um, but uh, and that first riff, that riff on the first song, is, it's just fucking brilliant. Like Wes yeah. Borland can write a riff, and like, it's got that funny like sound effect on it as well. Like that. Yeah, it's good. Really, really good. smart. But um, yeah, I was very impressed with that. And uh, I um, I would like to go and see him next year, but obviously it's sold out at the moment. But I'll keep my eye out for uh, for tickets. Yeah, that would be incredible to see. Good yeah. Old biscuit. So yeah, that was a, a very good album. All right. So uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, Limp Biscuit there. We caught short. Nah, oh. they enjoy it, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I leave it, don't I? Don't I? Leave it, leave it. That's it. Carry on, Karen. For me, uh, for me, the album, my favourite album that's really stood out this year is Bullet for My Valentine's new one, which is uh, I need to self to Um I can't stop listening to it. It's like ten tracks, and it's. Um, I've always, I've always thought they, they are, they are a brilliant band. They, in my eyes, they, they haven't made, they've only made like really good albums, mm. and this one, like track for track, is just solid, absolutely solid. Yeah, um, and it just it, it does exactly just what they've always done, you know. Just really fucking heavy music, some fast music, really good songwriting, good vocal melodies, absolutely brilliant. I think that was one of the ones I didn't really get into when they first came out when we were listening to all that stuff. But I'll go back and have a listen to that, the new one, and then then go back. I think I'm listening to their first album. Um. Because they're, yeah. they're really good musicians as well. Yeah. They're really good solos. And the riffs that they write are really catchy as well. Yeah. Okay. So that's the, that's a that's been my number one album of the year. Bullet for my Valentine. Well I um um I know you don't like it, but Wonk Unit new album, Uncle Daddy, that's a good album came out this year. A good modern take on punk, I think they are. I enjoyed it when we went to see him live anyway, but... <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I know. But, uh... I enjoyed the bar. I know. Had a good, they, they had some good run. Not a great selection, but I think I ended up with a Bacardi Oak Heart, which is, uh, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, no, a good album. Good album. And, uh, just the, the only other album I think that came out this year, for me, is a, it's a band called Inner Terrestrials. And they're like um, a reggae punk band, and uh, their new album's really good. And they kind of mix a lot of dub reggae with a little bit of punk, but also sort of um, almost folky type mm -hmm. music. Some of it, um, yeah, really good reggae stuff. Um, I like them. Black Veil Brides released a new album this year. I don't know if you if you've heard them. I have heard of them. Yeah. 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 That's again that they've made great albums. They're very um, 
what I like about them is they, they, they remind me of like a, of an eighties kind of metal band. They're very they're very much influenced by sort of Kiss. Oh yeah. And that kind of and um and, and Bon Jovi. I think I even remember watching they had like a little documentary this year based on like the album they on one of the albums they previously wrote with um old Bob Ross producing. Um, did all Megadeth and that. Yeah. And they were saying that when they, they set out they wanted to be a band like kind of like Bon Jovi. And um They've, they've, they've. What successful? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're, they're, I, I love them. I think they're brilliant. Um, they write the, they write the kind of music that I think you know, if I, if I was in a band like that, that's, that's what I would aspire to, you know, to produce. You know, very, very catchy, very sort of uh, sing along kind of. Um, I suppose I suppose you call it kind of pop metal, really, because I mean, yeah. I mean, they're heavy, um, and like Bullet for My Valentine, they're very well crafted songs, but. With most of Black Veil Bride's albums, almost every song off that album could be a single. Yeah, you know, it could be it could be in the pop charts as as a as a metal album, a metal track, or a metal band. So um, yeah, so that was what's that like the sixth album or something like that. So that was mm. the Phantom Tomorrow, which which is really 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 good. I'm gonna give them a go. Yeah, I think I think you'll like them. With my um, pen, I wrote that one down. They're a good crossover band, um, and the guy's got a really. Even his voice sounds like an eighties kind of like rock band. Yeah, it's um, got well, a very husky voice, but really, pretty smart. I like a lot of different music as you do. I mean, we both like our roots heavily into, like as you say, punk for me, probably metal for you. But we do like each other's uh, types of music, and also other types of music, and don't let anything. Yeah. Say that. I mean. Other because there's you know new albums, but I watched um, I watched the film Respect, which is uh, the biopic of Aretha Franklin. Mm. Really good film, really really good film. I really got into soul. I mean, I've always liked it, but I've been listening to a lot of soul stuff. Oh, who who plays her? I can't remember what the name is. I can't. I can picture her, but I can't remember what her name is. Very good, very good film, but yeah. also listening to a lot of old sort of soul stuff, and then I think it, like the Blues Brothers soundtrack has yeah. loads of that stuff on it. And yeah, it's just... ping, ping, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she had a phenomenal voice. Yeah, she's amazing. She... The the really the thing is, it's funny is, um, I think she died recently. Died like this year or last year, so she she made it quite a long way. But at the end of the film, they show her sort of recently doing sort of uh, playing in front of people, but she kind of comes on and she looks she does look like a little old lady. Yeah, <laughs> and she's got like the old uh, almost like the fox hair thing round her and a little old hat, <laughs> like Elsie Partridge coming in with her handbag, plops herself down at the old piano, and yeah. then. She bouts out these, you know, this voice is just amazing, yeah. like that. But I just think, I think because I mean, she isn't, she is an elderly lady. But you think Tina Turner's an elderly lady. But when when she was still singing and all that, she'd come on with the old skirt up round a minge and the old lot, wouldn't she? <laughs> Shaking those thunder thighs. <laughs> she did look like a little old lady. <laughs> Fucking Elsie Partridge coming <laughs> <laughs> with her hat. <laughs> <laughs> the seance. Yeah, I'll have to watch that then. Um, I do like a biopic. I do mm. like a biopic. I mean, I mean, the other true. two albums for me this year, um, 
I know you're not a fan, but Kanye West released another oh, album. I fucking hate that man. <laughs> well, I've, he's not a bit most the most like pleasant man, though, is he? Or likable man, but I, he's a cunt kid. He's, yeah, he's a bit of a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I did like his album. I thought his, this yes. the album it released this year was really good, and then. I someone's got to, wouldn't they? Someone's got to, you yeah. know. I mean, if if you're the only one listening to Wonk, you know, I suppose I've got to be the only one who's listening oh, to Kanye we West. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I recently picked up um, Lana Del Rey, who I've got a very soft spot for. Um, oh, yeah. And she's done, um, I think she's done two albums this year, and I've, she just released another one. I listened to that yesterday, that was really nice. Look, she just writes really nice, really sort of um, chilled beautiful nice. albums yeah. very really nice, nice. But great good. <laughs> wonderful can we west Kanye west yeah, yeah as I say um, yeah I know I mean he's quite popular especially his music but I mean just it's difficult in it because him as a person I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah me. and I think like I mean I really like his earlier albums. Awful, man. <laughs> yeah, but he did walk into a lamppost, so, you know, karma and all that lot. Did you ever see that? The video? No. Oh, mate, it's, it is brilliant. It's, he comes out... What is he? He looks like he comes out like a garage or something like that with, with Kim Kardashian and then they've got the paparazzi in front <laughs> oh, of him. And he's just... He's more focused on just like, leave us alone, leave us alone, go away. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where he doesn't see the lampposter. But he's approaching, and unfortunately, you don't actually see him hit it, but you do hear the twang. You do hear the boom, <laughs> <laughs> and, and th- but then he becomes a bit of a dick, really, because like, the journalist is like, are "You are you okay? You're okay?" And he's like, "Fuck off, man!" <laughs> Walks into a like fish sticks. It just reminds, <laughs> it just reminds you of that little scene out of uh, not the nine o'clock news when Rowan Atkinson's walking along and he sees the camera. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> he just walks straight into yeah. the lamppost." <laughs> but yeah, Kanye West lamppost. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> really oh, funny. Christ. As long as next to you don't come in here saying you like fucking Coldplay. Jesus. No, I don't. I'm glad I like Coldplay. I had one of their songs that came on. I thought it was like in a shop and it was like on, and I thought, oh, yeah, I don't. I just terrible. Don't I don't get that because it's like, I mean, it's no account for taste, but I don't understand how people like Coldplay or Mrs. Brown's Boys. Two things that I think are popular that shouldn't be. There's a couple of Coldplay songs I don't like. even go there. No, I do like. Uh, no. But there is, but I wouldn't say that I I like them. I mean, it's, it's a bit like The Beard and I have been listening to um, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't now. I've listened to all their albums. I wouldn't say that I'm a Nine Inch Nails fan. Really? The single, the single that they released this year, was is very good. Um, but the two albums I like the most are the two out the two albums that came out last year. It sounds nothing like previous Nine Inch Nails stuff because it sounds more like the stuff he does with Atticus Ross, like the yeah. film composing stuff. It's it's like two film composed yeah um, soundtracks. Um, See, I really like Nine Inch Nails. I like the their first album, Pretty Hate Machine. Yeah, I only like the first song. You the, only like the first song. The first song, which was old, um, the classic um, Head Like a Hole. Yeah, that one. That's in Prayer as Roller Boys. Is it? Yeah. Ah, oh, what a film. Yeah. Good old thing. That's um, where I first heard it. Oh really? Yeah. That's really yeah. That, that, that's a really smart song. 
Um, and uh, uh, down, down the spiral. The downward spiral, which I didn't go too much on. I knew that was like, like that kind of their album, but I didn't go too much on that one. Um, the fra- yeah. the fragile was is is I think their best. See, album. I thought you'd like them. Yeah, but I thought I did. You know, yeah. I hadn't I hadn't listened to them for a long time, but like going back <laughs> and revisiting. There were some artists like there was one there was one album I think it's like Hesitation Marks that bored the fucking pants off me. Oh um, yeah, I mean they they have got quite a lot of filler, but but I mean he's very very talented man. Um, and the fragile the double Reznor. album, yeah, phenomenal. Um, did the soundtrack to Natural Born Killers, and he did a Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. He's done quite a few now, isn't he? But. Um, yeah. I think that was the first one he did was the Natural Born Killer soundtrack because he put it together and yeah. re-edited some songs and some of his stuff's on there and yeah, but good. yeah. So that's that. That would be like the 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 albums for me this year. Yeah, um, that's cool. I've, I've really I've really enjoyed. Um, just quick, well, I was just gonna just say like obviously because it's the wrapped up. But a couple of books I've read this year that I'd recommend is uh, one is called. Um, it's called Utopia for Realists and How We Can Get There and it's by Rudker Bregman and I think he is a Swedish fellow Uh, but very interesting a very interesting take on politics and a whole different system which um, I'm not going to go into because it's too political but it, it, it would um it would resolve a lot of issues, let's say. I've got that on my Audible, it's on my wish list, so I'll have to listen to that. Give it a listen. Also, um, two John Ronson books. John Ronson's, uh, if anyone doesn't know, he's a journalist, a bit like Louis Farouk. Oh, yeah. He did The Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you his mean. story, and I think he was played by Ewan McGregor loosely oh, okay. in the film um, but he did a couple of other books I read this year um, Psychopath Test which is really interesting and it's about we always think psychopath being someone who goes round killing people in showers that sort of thing <laughs> I was just thinking what granddad says <laughs> his geezer dressed up as his mum <laughs> but uh, yeah we always think of that but basically it's a theory that there are psychopaths that that are in high-powered jobs or high-powered because they've got that ability to not give a fuck who mm. they're fucking over. Very interesting. A bit more detailed than I've just done, you know. Well, it's a book, isn't it? Yeah. So, All right. I imagine it would go into a bit of a deeper dive. Uh, than it's that. just more of a pamphlet. Um, <laughs> and the other one is So You've Been Publicly Shamed, which is a really good, good read. Um, it's about social media... And basically, people piling on someone that's that's fucked up, basically, which is obviously something that we doing podcasts and stuff kind of worry about <laughs> with with some things. I mean, we don't really go anywhere we shouldn't, but there's a number of things where people have have said something or tried to make a joke of something inappropriately, mm. but only sort of done it as a joke. That's been taken elsewhere. They've lost their job. They've got death threats, and it's all that. It's just very interesting. Okay. Very, 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 very interesting. And um, just on the topic of John Ronson as well, he's got a 
a uh, Radio 4 show on every week. It's also on BBC Sounds. Um, things fell apart. And it's uh, a look into the culture wars and uh, where they've sort of started. So the first episode is kind of about evangelist, um, evangelist, uh, you know, the religious lot. And now this, this father and son made these anti-abortion films in the 70s mm-hmm. and the knock-on effect that's had on to where it is now. Oh, and the difference of opinions and things and... The son regrets doing that now, and he just wanted to be a filmmaker. Yeah. But some in the films, really powerful images. Well worth a listen, but lots of different, or really culture wars and all that sort of thing really interests me, that sort of stuff. For good. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, another Ian Fleming book. I do love reading my Ian Fleming books. Um, yeah, Moonraker. Like can't go wrong, can you? Can't with being Fleming. But um, I've got to say, this is the one I'm enjoying the least. Really? Yeah, it's, it's it very, the, the film is very different to, to the book. Is it? Um, I just don't feel like there's... <sighs> the problem is, I think, with Moonraker, that came out around the same time as Star Wars, or just after. Yeah. So I think they were trying to do a space-type film because of how popular Star Wars was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shove Bond in space. Exactly, yeah. Um, exactly that. But uh, the, yeah, the fi- the film is the film is different. It's the, the film's much more a slow burner as opposed to like the Roger Moore movie. Hmm. Um, I do like my Audible because I do a lot of commuting to work. Oh yeah. So, um, Rob Brydon's autobiography is really good. Um, that's quite. I was quite shocked at how later into his career he met Steve Coogan. I, I just assumed that they had been friends for a very, very long time, but he tells a very interesting story when he first met Steve Coogan and he was kind of, you know, he kind of idolised him and he was just riding that success wave of Alan Partridge. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he sort of felt a bit nervous to meet him. And you think, that's yeah. kind of hard to believe when you look at things like The Trip and all the other oh, things yeah, that they do. Felt. You know, they're very good friends now. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, especially with all of the the uh, the funny impressions they do. But um, mm. yeah, he tells he tells a very good, you know, an honest story of like how he grew up in South Wales and like and how he, yeah. he worked his fucking ass off to get to where he is. And but I I loved to I loved hearing how appreciative he was of his career and and yeah in, and so forth. Like going, you know, moving forward and. You know he he doesn't take anything for granted, and you know he, there's there's no ego there at all, mm-hmm. um, and and that was that was really good. And then the the other two audible books that really stood up for me this year was um, Dave Grohl's one, yeah, um, and uh, that chart is basically him growing up, you know, with his 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 mum, a single parent, like all the way through the the bands he you know he played any you know played in a. A little, a little band we most people know of did did quite well, and then <laughs> and then well, he the Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like really, like these again, just so many interesting stories of like you know when he. Uh, I tell you what, he looks like the drummer from Nirvana. He does a little bit, yeah. yeah. It's a bit uncanny, really, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> he gets that. Yeah, I was seeing an interview with him. He gets that on Twitter. Does he? Where fucking stupid kids do that. You look just like the drummer in Nirvana, it's uncanny, and you're a singer. 
Nirvana. <laughs> Who's Nirvana? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Some really, um, really fascinating stories. And, and like with any of these ones, I I like to buy the audio books if they're narrated by the author. Oh yeah, it's got to be narrated by the author. So to listen to the growl for like thirteen hours is just mm. bliss. Um, and he's really, it's called the storyteller, and he's really good at storytelling. So I wouldn't be surprised that maybe later in his career he the does become like an author. Like a, you know, the thing is, though, right? Grohl's good at everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's why he used the Grohl. The Grohl, yeah. Um, but yeah, he tells there's a, there's many stories he tells, but there's one really sweet one where he he travels like 20, 20 hours on a flight so he can get back to see his daughter play in a performing a play oh, or something. Right. And, and she asks, he's like, oh, you know, um, how long did it take you to get here? And he says, oh, it took me like twenty hours or so. And I th- I think he wasn't feeling well on the plane as well. Yeah. And she's like, and she says, oh, um. You know, well, that's a long way to come. And you think, well, I did it for you. And you think, as a parent, yeah, yeah. you know, you would. So you re- you relate to a lot of his stories. And then when he does touch on like the whole Kurt Cobain mm. like era, you know, that's 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 really like really nice. Um, I'll give that a listen. So that's that's yeah, that's definitely worthwhile. The one that, that my favorite one this year so far um, has been director for director Oliver Stone. He did yeah. one where it charters his. And I gather he's going to do another one now, but it charters his career up until like he was like early forties. So basically, when he's just up until he's done like platoon, yeah. Um, but you know, and, and that sort of really goes through like his he, how he grew up and his lifestyle there, and then all of his experience of being a young man in the Vietnam War, yeah. And you know all the horror that he saw there, and how it influenced him to be a storyteller, and and then how he got into like writing scripts and then he became a very successful screenwriter won the Oscar and then he started yeah. moving into the film directing um, and he doesn't shy away from anything I mean no. even like people he didn't get on with he, he calls them out Yeah, he absolutely calls them out he, he does He does not sort of shy away um, and it's a very brutally honest um, autobiography in fact it's probably the most brutally honest one I've heard already really? Yeah, and it's. I, yeah. I hope he does another one because I think it was about. God, dare I say it was about like twenty odd hours, and it just kept me gripped that entire time. That's always good. So um, I'm. It's one of those ones where I'll. I will definitely listen to it. Again. I've got that on the list as well. Yeah, you'll you'll like that one. You'll like that one. Give that a go. But yeah, that's. Uh... That's the books that uh, your pod culture vultures have uh, read this year. Very diverse. Mm. So, standout moments this year. I think biggest moment for me personally yeah. is that I met Johnny Rotten. You did, was, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. My, yeah. Uh, one of my all-time heroes. <laughs> and he was as nice as pie. I wasn't trying to sell you any butter or anything like that. No, no, yeah. it didn't need to sell butter. The funniest thing he did say about the the uh, the butter ads, um, and he said he was apprehensive about doing it. He didn't want to do it, and then his manager said, "Look, just think about it, because they're offering this amount of money." Yeah. And uh, he said, well, "He said I went to the meeting already thinking I'm going to say no," or he said, "I tried to be awkward." He said, "I don't want a script. I'll just do it all. Yeah. I'll ad lib it all." Don't worry about that. And he said, which was fine, but they still wanted me. I thought that put them off. <laughs> <laughs> so six months later, I'm standing in the field and I've got to come up with uh, <laughs> some dialogue. Some dialogue. And he said, then they wanted me to milk a cow 
and he said I can milk a cow because um, I had relatives in Ireland and I used to go and visit them all the time they got me to do it. He said, so the farmer didn't like the fact that I could milk his cow and probably could have milked his wife as well. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing he said was that corporate, because it was a corporate gig obviously and all that and they say I'll oh, sell out punk. He said, he said that was the easiest, easiest thing I've done. They didn't mess about, got the money straight away mm. and all that. So there you go. But anyway, it was a it was a really good evening, really good evening. So slightly marred at first because I didn't think they I was. Um, they said I was too late to meet him when he was doing the meet and greet, so mm. I was gutted because I'd pay for this ticket. But then uh, I started ruffling a few feathers, <laughs> <laughs> greasing a few palms. Yeah, I went to the old uh, geezer on the old merch store. He emailed his manager. Anyway, I was the last one in there. And uh, yeah, it was it was very good. I'm very glad. Very got glad. A good cheesy, that uh, good, uh, good picture, didn't you? Cheesy picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I enjoyed that. Yeah, I know. I know how much that means to you. you know, being a massive like, Sex Pistols fan, yeah. that must have been like really smart to to have met you know one of your idols like that. It was great. And uh, obviously, the other thing was the Comic Con, the film and Comic Con oh, event. That was great, I, wasn't I really like that. Yeah. I think also that was because we hadn't been in Lond- up to London in such a long time together. It had been ages, hadn't it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, we went out there. We had somewhere to go and we had a gig and it was just a really good day. Went to the pub. Went to the Cube, yeah. Went to Forbidden Planet. Yeah. Bought some geeky shit. You met some people. <laughs> <laughs> met Batman. I met Batman. That, yeah. that was funny, wasn't it? Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, because he just... <laughs> I thought I'd get a picture of him... For, for my boy, yeah. and uh, he sort of, uh, I said, when you when you because he was on the on the balcony when he was like when you when you when you stop surveying the the city um, as as a, <laughs> as 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 a, as a protecting vigilante as you are, may I get a picture of you please? And he was like, yeah yeah sure all right, yeah, and he went he went, he went, he went and he was like, oh oh hang on a minute, oh I'd be absolutely delighted. <laughs> Like, no, you don't have to bother with that though. He's like, no, no, it's okay. He's like, trying to do his best bail voice. Yeah. Bless him. It weren't great, but at yeah. least he tried. He looked great though. The thing is, bail doesn't sound good doing the no. bail voice, does he? <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go after the Joker. <laughs> after the Joker. Have you seen me bush photos? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen a fella with a big grin on his face with a nice big purple suit on? He's been a naughty man. He's been a very naughty lad. And I need to go and get him. <laughs> For my friend, Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> Have you met Commissioner Gordon? I know him, he's my friend. There's a picture of him up on the wall. Ah, yeah, there he is, look. He's got his moustache, looks lovely, doesn't it? Very bushy. Bushy. Have you seen his bush? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, we've been doing this shit for a year now, which is uh, yeah. something to celebrate, I suppose. <laughs> I think that's, that has been one of my highlights of this year. Definitely. You know, that we've, we've, we've kept this going and, you know, it's just, yeah. you know, we only sort of do it for fun, don't we? And it's, yeah, it's, it's good to hear, like, you know, one or two people out there kind of find yeah. it as funny as what we do. <laughs> yeah, you've got to start people listening got to get some good reviews up and start telling more people about us we've got to get more listeners in the new year 
That's it, yeah. Because we have got some some shit for you next year. We're going to be... Uh, a couple of movies we've decided on doing this uh, next Friday. Ice Cube. Yeah. Um, Lost Boys, probably around Halloween time. Yeah, we'll do that one. Uh, Fight Club, which is oh. going to be a fucking great thing to do. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I definitely want to get around to doing... Uh, Rowdy Waddy Piper's Hell Comes to Frogtown because oh, you, you haven't... you mentioned that before, didn't you? I've mentioned it so many times, but it's so bad, it's good. And I think the other thing is we were talking about doing a special, which is going to be the Lord of the Rings showdown special, where <laughs> we're going to have... Where you turn yourself off after, like, seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be there. I'll be there to say... Nah. It's 30 minutes of no. Keep your fucking hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, so keep keep listening for next year. Um, what we got, what we got next year? Because so 2022, there's not an awful lot of films at the moment, I don't think. I mean, the, the well, there's big, only one that really I can really think of that I'm really looking forward to. The Batman. The Batman. Yes, the Batman, the fucking trailers for that look amazing. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that, The Flash. Oh, yeah, they got The Flash out next year. That'll be good. With the two Batmans. With the two Batmans, yeah. And uh, John Wick 4. John Wick 4. Top Gun. Maver- oh, that was supposed to be out this in. year, isn't it? Yeah. That was supposed to be. Maverick. Avatar. Is Avatar coming out? Oh, fuck that. That's going to be another one we disagree on. <laughs> 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 I fucking hated Avatar. I think it, I mean, to be honest with you, I think it's all right. I don't think it's his. I don't I think it's an amazing film. I thought it was shit. But um, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that you would have. Oh, so oh god, no! It's like watching someone play a computer game, and not let you have a go. Which <laughs> is even worse. Yeah. Which is like the fucking sequels to Matrix. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. They they did become a bit more um, video game. We didn't know. Yeah. Although I do like them. I'm looking forward to that new one. Well, it's out. Yeah. It comes out this week, I think. Oh. Yeah, it comes out this week. Yeah, Halloween ends, which uh, that's yeah. another one. Yeah, Halloween ends, but it probably won't. Probably bloody won't. No. One thing I'm really interested in is because I, you know, how much I love my horror films. Um, Netflix have got a Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming out. What film? Yeah. What remake or continuation or what? I, I don't know. There's, there's not been an awful lot released on it, but it, it's it's okay. It's ready for release in the beginning of next year. Yeah. In the first quarter. So if you go on Netflix and you go on coming soon, it's on there. Okay. But uh, yes. I've I... just thought of actually another thing, but um. Which I've I've really enjoyed this year, and I've still got to go f- to finish it though. But the mm. the Beatles get back. Oh yeah, docu- documentary on um, on Disney. Disney. Yeah. yeah, directed by Peter Jackson. I think it's because you mentioned Lord of the Rings, but all um, oh, right, yeah. But yeah, it's um. To be honest, with you, I'm not a huge Beatles fan. Obviously, I like some of their stuff because I don't think anyone can say they don't like any Beatles songs because yeah. that would be bullshit. <laughs> but bullshit um, the get back, it's. It's mesmerising, I think. It's just... It's like a window into the past. 
It is, and like what they've done in terms of like cleaning up the quality of the film. Yeah. It looks like it could have been made yesterday. Yeah. And that you're just you're there with them, and the you know that they're they're recording this like this it starts off as one thing becomes something else, and I won't yeah. say any more in case you know. Well, I'm not as far as you. I don't think. No. It, yeah. But um, but it's very in, um uh intimate, so that yeah. they're in this studio, and it's just them with. You know their their manager, um, their music producer, and and their crew, and then there's like a little film crew. That is basically it. I mean, yeah. like Yoko's there, and like yeah, their and wa- just. <laughs> and then their wives come along every now and sort of again that. But I mean, it's just literally them. Yeah. And it's you feel like you've just pulled up a chair and you're just sat there with them. Very interesting. Very interesting. Like um, from a, from band's point of view, you think of um, Beatles songs being made with magic, but. For me, I haven't seen all of it yet, but one of the biggest standout moments for me is when um, uh, Paul McCartney's sitting with his bass and uh, he writes... Um, get Back. Get Back. Yeah, it's called Let It Be, isn't it? Not Get Back. The, the programme's called Let It Be, isn't it? No, the programme's called Get Back, but they get to... They get to... They, they, that's where they write Let It Be. Right. Yeah, but, but he's, he's, he's he writes get back, doesn't he? Yeah, and you can just see him coming out of it. Like but he's just jamming, and that's what I like. Yeah. Like you think you, you just think it's it's they sprinkle it with their 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 special fairy magic dust, and like there's mm. there's hey Jude, and then suddenly there's help, and then there's let it be, and it's not like with get back. It it takes he comes up very loosely with a, with the riff. Yeah, and I think he, t- he even says to sort of um, Ringo, he's like, oh, I think this could be a song here. But we've obviously heard the song "Get Back" for years, so yeah. he's going like going back into the past. Because you're like, yeah. we know that's going to that be a song's hit. not even. But you haven't even finished nah. it. But even um, look, my missus's favorite uh, favorite song is "Don't um, Don't Let Me Down." Yeah. And even that, it takes them. You think that they would have probably just wrote that in five minutes, but it's not. It takes them days. Yeah. I think even maybe like a couple of weeks for them to actually finish it. Yeah. Because they're all having their own input, but then. That's what's also good about the documentary. You get behind the scenes of like the politics with the band, mm. you know, and you know who's contributing, who's not contributing, the tensions between them, the friendships between them. Yeah, it kind of it encapsulates all a lot of, of that. personal conversations go on. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, very, really, really interesting. Um, even if you're not huge into the Beatles, and also in Peter Jackson's style. I've heard there's a 19-hour cut coming out next year on Blu-ray. Would be bloody surprised. I'd say. <laughs> I mean, all all in all, this is what um, this must be about eight hours. So yeah, so yeah, you're looking at more than double that. But yeah, even like the second. But well, they had 60 hours. He had 60 hours That's to right, go yeah. through. Yeah. Yes, but uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's really fascinating. Um, um, and it's it's really good to sort of just yeah. Did you not find the director fucking annoying enough that you want to punch him? I thought he's brilliant. He's always had the cigar and he's like his quaffed haircut. Yeah, but he's got a really posh cock accent. <laughs> but he keeps saying to him, "Oh, one thing would be really good is if uh, you had the concert in uh, an Arab and there's like thousands of Arabs just watching you." And then former said, "Yeah, but Ringo doesn't want to travel. He's got a." Oh no, it's it? um. It's it's Egypt, isn't it? Egypt, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, okay. 
He comes right again. Um, I was thinking about this Egypt idea where we're going to have. <laughs> yeah, Ringo's not going to travel. He don't want to travel. But they also say like, how are we going to get people there? Yeah, it's just it's like, oh, it'd be fantastic, right by the beach, and it's just old college. He's just like, thinking of the shot. Yeah, that's what he's thinking of. The beat was in front of the shot, but he just keeps banging on about it, and then he decides to say France, and we can't. He's like, yeah, I can't go to France because uh, I've been naughty there, so I'm not allowed back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, I'd recommend that. Very good. So, any t- TV shows for next year? Because uh, we're going to start wrapping this up now. Um, for me, I think Book of Boba Vett is, because obviously you know how much I love Star Wars, I'm really looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one as well. well. It's very good. But I was kind of, it starts, uh, I think it comes out next week. On yeah, it's the Disney's end of this month, isn't it? End of yeah. December. And I thought, oh, we're going to get a series dump. Disney Plus don't do it like that, do they? It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because you think, like when we were growing up, all TV series, TV series, series, I'll get it out in a minute. Yeah. Um, were weekly, and then yeah. things like Netflix that come along, and then you could binge dump. watch it, and they'll dump it all on there. Yeah. And now it's reverting back round again because they want people to be constantly coming back. Yeah. To the platform, to the service. Well, the thing is, it's like with the Disney Plus. I assume you can get a, a free trial. So if they're going to use a series, you just want to watch that, you can get your free trial, they do a dump, you watch all of them, then... That's probably why, another reason why they're doing it. In, out, get the kettle on. That's it. But uh, the new Cobra Kai, that is a season oh, dump. Oh, that is going to be fucking binged. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for that the one. Next, I think. That's the beginning of the year. Binge watch that. Mandalorian comes out next year, the next season that, I believe. And also, which I only just found out today when I was reading... Uh, an animated series of gremlins. <laughs> what, what focused on like kids, or was it more of an adult one? Or oh, I don't know. As far as I've gone with it, it's only because they've been trying to do another film, haven't they? They said I'm they were surprised do... they haven't rebooted it. Well, they it was only like a couple few years ago they were saying about they were going to do it, but they weren't going to do it CGI. No. They were going to do that, use the puppets again, but nothing's materialised. So maybe they did the cartoon, which what is are you saying they weren't one. real. <laughs> oh my god no that's <laughs> well, ruined but um yeah I think that's that's about it for the uh, I think we've wrapped it haven't I we? we I think we have wrapped it I think it. we just uh, just a couple of people we've lost this year uh, within the entertainment industry um, for me Sean Locke um, I really really liked really thought he was really funny one of my comedy heroes he passed away which was sad and uh, Norm Macdonald also, uh, we lost him. Also, I've always thought was a very, very funny um, Saturday Night Live and things like that. But uh, is there anyone you want to... Uh, I'm just trying to remember... Mention young Kevin. I'm just trying to remember who actually did pass away this year. Um, oh, yeah. I suppose, yeah, I suppose for me, now I've thought about it, it's... Um, Old Joey Jordison, the original Slipknot drummer. Yeah, that was quite a shock, wasn't it? Because he was only about 45. Mm. And that just seemed to be so sudden yeah. as well. Um, but they paid like really good homage to him, like drawn one of their one of their gigs. Um, mm. They had like a big, massive screen above the stage and they just kind of like celebrated him and Paul, who had died some years before. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, that was, was that just, the bass player? That was the bass player, yeah. yeah. But just mental, yeah. Do you remember sort of like 
basically turning on the news one day and it was just yeah. he's gone and like shit shit but uh, so any, yeah but I mean anyone who's lost anyone or anyone you know it's uh, always uh, it's always, always sad isn't it but to, to end on a bit more of a high note, high note, yeah, I've just thought like in in terms of stand up moments for, for this year, there's there's been two with with my boy. One is sort of taught him how to skateboard. Oh, nice! In in the summer, so it's like yeah. picking up on that. So that was that was smart because it'd be good to take him to South Sea Skate Park at some point. Yeah, and uh, I take him to like football, like football club like, every sort of couple of weeks when I have him, and he's he's just sort of getting better and better and better. And uh, this this week they had their little match at the end, and not only did he score a hat trick, but all three goals were fucking blinding goals. <laughs> <laughs> One of them he scored like well in his first half, in his own half. Yeah. And then there was a moment where he was absolutely robbed because he um, he would have scored like a typical like Lionel Messi goal because he he Don't usually know who that is, but gone. He, he's somewhat of a famous footballer. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he. He mainly sort of shoots with his left foot, mm. and he shot it, and he sort of chipped it up, and it went up and bent round over the other players. Yeah. But some little git came along and handballed it, just like bloody Maradona did. Bastards. Um, oh, that was the first attempt, and then he still went on and scored three goals. But um, yeah, that was like when you're sitting you could, there, you could feel the pride growing from your. Well, toes. it is. You know, it is, and it's just, um, and, you know, so I have him every couple of weeks. Mm. You know, so you miss out on a lot. And it's nice to have that time, and you know, I'm I'm sitting there, and I've I've got to say that, I mean, this this week there wasn't as many parents there, but for a moment I looked around and I was the only parent who wasn't on their phone. Really? Yeah, and I just thought this is a this is definitely something people take for granted because, you know, I'm watching him and I'm watching the other kids as well. Yeah. It's good to watch him play, but I'm watching my boy like sort of enjoy himself and that's yeah. it there's no other pressure and yet you look around and everyone else is on their phones now I'm not saying that's that's right or it's wrong because it, mm. I mean it's a good opportunity for them to maybe catch up on things Yeah. but when you've got one guy who's just sitting there watching a film and you look around <laughs> and and, and, and then the woman next to you is on Facebook you're like for fuck's sake you know it's just like your kids are having fun like they're all smiling and they're laughing Yeah. and it's only an hour yeah um, but yeah I mean it's just um but th- those sort of moments of seeing how happy he is and um, how he's developing as a wee as a wee man. So, well, that's it's been a good year. It has been a good year, and uh, we're going to continue to do this shit anyway for for the four people who listen <laughs> to it. Yeah, for the next year. Um, but uh, where can they find us on the socials? You can find us on uh, Instagram. Yeah. On the old Facebook. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, we've been pissing around with TikTok a little bit, haven't we? So I think we'll do a bit more of that. And then uh, hopefully we'll be bringing you some uh, more video in the new year. So you'll find us on the uh, Yeah, we'll be YouTube. doing some new, 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 new stuff. But uh, tell all your friends about us and get, get them listening. We need more listeners. We need more good reviews. And uh, keep listening. We fucking love you. We, yeah, we, we really appreciate the support. Yeah. And it's it's good to know that somebody else finds this funny other than just our, just, just ourselves. Yeah, not too many people. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's twenty twenty one wrapped, Kev. Wrapped, lovely. Indeed. So, see you on the flippity flop.
It really is.